Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome everyone to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Thank you so much for listening. Excellent episode. We have... One of the greats in broadcasting, Ian Eagle from CBS Sports, Turner, and the Yes Network. Ian joins me for a fun conversation about his busy time of year right now, calling NFL, Nets basketball, and of course doing the NBA on TNT. We get into some stuff about the in-season tournament, his travel, a lot of stories about being on the road, get a little check in on Bill Raftery, talk about his partnership with Richard Jefferson, um, how he handles social media, his son now a broadcaster for NBC doing college football, Noah, how he handles that. So a lot of great stuff with Ian, followed by Sal Akata and our Train of Thoughts segment. And I saw Conan O'Brien and Bill Burr last week in Manhattan. So I give you a little review and rundown on that experience with Sal. So That's the show today. Before we get to it, just a quick reminder, if you missed any recent episodes, go into the archives, check them out, download and subscribe to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Last week was an all train of thoughts edition with Sal and I just discussing a bunch of random topics, NFL primetime scheduling, LeBron with his streaming issues and some other fun topics. Two weeks ago, RG3, Robert Griffin III and Peter Schrager were on the podcast, Dan Patrick, Bill Simmons, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, all have been on the podcast in recent weeks. So check it out, subscribe, and uh, leave a review on Apple. All right, let's get to this week's show. Ian Eagle followed by Salakata and Train of Thoughts all right here, right now 
on SI Media with Jimmy Trina. All right, joining me now, always a blast when he comes on, SI Media Podcast regular, one of the best broadcasters in the business from CBS, TNT, Yes Network, Westwood One. I don't know. I made that last one up. Ian Eagle. Ian, how's it going? I've made it to regular status. That's oh yeah, that's huge, immense huge. in the podcast world. I mean, what what bigger honor can you have than being a regular on a podcast? Yeah, I feel like the the kind of pressure that those felt in the years of Carson and Letterman, you could be called upon at any moment, yeah. and then you have to perform. Like, come on, train seal, let's go. So I, I called upon you last week and you couldn't do it. You had seven games. You were busy and you yeah. were my first call last week. And then you said you True. could do it this week, which I was very grateful for. So here we are. But like I had to then call four other people after you and all of them were like, I can do it next week. And I was like, Ooh. sorry, I I claimed it first. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. Th this is what I want. I want the inner workings. I want yeah. the guts of yeah. the podcast. I don't know if we get enough of that. I think there's research behind the scenes that is not being released by you or your people. And we just have to deal with yeah. what you actually present to the public. But there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain. That's right. I'm sure you know that you have, I'm sure a lot of stuff going on with all of your broadcast with Raftery and Richard yeah. Jefferson and, and everyone else. Yeah. I had a, I had a and, and Charles Davis, I have to thank you because you gave me material for my column today. In addition to the pod, I have the column every day. Mm. And I focused my column today on the interaction you had with Richard Jefferson on Yes Tuesday night, where you got a little flummoxed by Richard showing off <laughs> so much chest. So I appreciated yeah. that moment. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy, let me give you a little background on that. Uh, this yes. really germinated from a production meeting a few years ago, when Richard had just started on the broadcast side, traditionally, we wear a jacket and tie. There's no rule that states that, but it's just kind of broadcast 101. You want to look presentable. Richard is not a rule follower, so he started wearing an open collar shirt. And as our producer, Frank DeGrace, would give him crap, he would then start unbuttoning another button in protest of Frank disagreeing with his choice of attire. So it, it got to the point where he had un unbuttoned five buttons. You know, this is not really acceptable in everyday society. So I don't know if you saw it, Jimmy. I think you did. Because I saw everybody it. Did. Richard was the star of the in-season tournament promo video. The NBA chose yes. Richard to explain it to everyone. And after seeing it for the 480th time, A, I realized that the director of that video allowed him to have five buttons unbuttoned. And B, it got to the point where he was like Mario Lopez when you check into a hotel. You turn on your TV and boom, there's Mario Lopez telling me about a Kira Knightley film where she plays a nursing student. And Gerald Butler is an eighth year resident and uh, mischievous things happen. So it it was overkill. It was too much, Richard. So I, I just I thought I was representing America. He was showing way too much skin. Somebody has to represent the public in that situation and say enough, enough, dude. Well, I, I think I'm team Richard on this one only because I've always said 
I still to the I've been watching sports for 40 years. I don't understand why you guys have to wear suits and jackets. It I don't makes know. no sense to me. It makes I don't no know. I came out now of the we have room. the coaches. The coaches are wearing, you know, basically track suits on the sidelines, but yeah. you guys have to wear a suit. How does that make sense? I don't know. I came out of the womb in a jacket and tie, so I'm comfortable with it, uh, yeah. with my hair uh, very much parted to the side and glasses. It was a medical miracle. Uh, my my parents were, were blown away that this is what was happening in my mother's yeah. stomach. But Richard is someone that beats to his own drum. Uh, he said it. Uh, he yeah. believes in absurdity. And you know what? He's really good at it. He legitimately makes me laugh. We discuss nothing prior to a broadcast. There is nothing that we talk about that we're going to do on the air. So anything that happens is truly in the moment and extemporaneous and organic. And it really is our dynamic. He is a sarcastic sob and i appreciate it and he's a troll he yeah. will dig he will chip away at your your open sore he does not care yeah i'm a big fan and i love what he does with nick's fans especially so yeah he's um fine. so since you mentioned richard as the sort of face and voice of the in-season tournament explainer can you explain what the in-season tournament is? <laughs> uh, Jimmy, let's roll the tape. I think we have the Richard tape. Let's roll that in. Yeah, the reality is the NBA is trying to create interest in November games and make them feel a bit more important than just an average run-of-the-mill regular season game early. So you get that initial thrust when the season starts. There's a lot of buildup, opening night, that first week when you're getting a feel for where the teams are going to fit in. And then I think the NBA felt that they would lose a little bit of that luster. And this has been successful, as we know, in Europe with soccer or football. And they came up with this idea that there would be a round robin within the regular season and then you would advance to a knockout round and have a little purpose to it. I think it's going to pick up some steam when it is a knockout round and there's a little bit more on the line. But look, the, the floors are different, unique. The uniforms are different. They're trying something. I, I have no problem with leagues trying something to create a little more buzz. And, and that's what the NBA is doing. Look, the game last night, the Nets and the Orlando Magic, Normally, if you're up by 12 with a minute 50 to go, you call off the dogs. You say, okay, we're taking out our starters. This is sportsmanship. The Nets put the pedal to the metal because point differential is a part of the equation in advancing. So they ended up winning by 20 in a game they probably would have won by nine based on the fact they kept their starters in. Orlando did not. They put in backups and the Nets extended their lead. And that helps them now in the tie break for the plan. I didn't know that. And now I, I did bet the Nets minus two and a half last night. So I'm very happy about that. And the, uh, the NBA should absolutely send you like a case of wine for being such a good spokesperson and selling the tournament. Here's so I just, so what does the winner of the in-season tournament win? The uh, money team? and, and the oh, NBA money. cup. So there's okay. a financial so, incentive, five hundred thousand dollars per player. 
Uh, the team that finishes second for the NBA Cup is 250000 and then it goes on from there. So four teams advance to Las Vegas, and they're going to they're gonna really do that big. Uh, that's not going to be a, all right, let's uh, – you know, let's ease into this. You're going to see some some bold moves in Las Vegas, promoting it and on the court, around it, on the periphery. They really want to try to make that uh, feel like a destination for these teams. And again, first year, uh, we'll see how it goes, see if it builds over time. In my estimation, the best case scenario would be having an upstart team as part of that foursome because then it feels like all right this is a part of the evolution for a team that's getting some confidence and maybe it's a sign of things to come for a team that didn't make the playoffs last year that feels like they're making legitimate progress in the nba i my issue is what i what i have a hard time with is the fact that every single one of these in season tournament games yep. Counts in the NBA standings, except for the, I guess, the finals is correct. I, I, I finally last night tried to read about this. And uh, what irritates me is I would want my players trying to win the game for what it counts in the NBA standings. That should be the priority. So that's what's weird to me is that it's all regular season, but it also counts for right. the tournament. But Let's see what happens. Let's see how it goes. Maybe when they get to Vegas, I think then I guess it'll pick up some excitement. And then, um, but for the, like, you know, to me, just, oh, it's Tuesday. Here's the tournament, but it also counts in the regular season. I think maybe that part needs to get worked on, but we'll see what happens. I mean, when yeah. it gets to Vegas and, you know. Yeah, Jimmy, I do think it'll build. Uh, I do yeah. think you're going to yeah. feel a little something once these teams get to Vegas, uh, the promotion, the coverage, and then the fact that there is some incentive plays a role. In all this. And, and yes, when you asked earlier, there is the NBA Cup. So you have to get used to that. Put that into yeah. your lexicon of terms. Yes. The NBA Cup. Say it three times in the mirror. Repeat it. Yes. And, and then you'll have a sense that it's a part of your, your everyday life. Yes. I, I, so I'm supposed to believe that LeBron James and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are going to get worked up to win the NBA Cup. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. You're supposed Got to it. believe that. And by the way... <laughs> They are highly competitive, so if yeah, there is something yeah. on the line, they, they're going to play hard anyway. Those guys yeah. in particular, yeah. they're not taking nights off. They yeah. care too much. Is this your favorite time of the year when you have the NFL going on with the NBA? Do you like it when it's like September, October before the NBA starts and it's a little calmer? Or Because like I said, when I called you, texted you last week to come on, you're like, I have seven games this week. So is this your favorite time of the year? Or do you like it when it's a little calmer? What's the perfect time of year for yeah, Iron Eagle. Uh, Jimmy, I want to I want to be completely frank with you. I had five games, so I, oh, I want to okay. check that text. I want to make sure okay. I got that right. I don't want to okay. amplify what is happening in my life. But I believe I have, seven. So you know. I did have five. I had yeah. five, and they were in different cities, so that does require travel. And uh, I do have a new pet peeve that's come out of out of my travel. It's a good oh, one. I, I can't. Wait uh, to this, hear this is. This is high level. Uh, this yeah. is first world problems. If you have clear, I don't know if you signed up for that, Jimmy. But that's it, when you just like go through and everything. Yeah. But yeah. now what, what's happened with clear is so many people have signed up for it that 
the line at clear is often longer than TSA pre. So that used to right. be you'd breeze through. Now there's a long line. But often what they do, they ask you, are you traveling alone or are you traveling with someone else? And if you're traveling with someone else, they take two of you to one machine and then they clear you through that one machine. But if you're traveling individually, they will often pair you up with another person. So it's you and the person behind you. And this is where it gets a little interesting. I've now entered the line. There's a person behind me. I get asked, are you by yourself? Yes, I am. I'm traveling alone. Okay, you go to spot five. They ask the person behind me, are you traveling alone? Yes, you go to spot six. So the same person now handles are clear. I get cleared, they get cleared. And now the person leads you to the security line. But the person that was behind me has now suddenly jumped in front of me in the security line. This is chaos. Why? Why this is, is he jumping? Why is he or she jumping in front of you? Because their particular clear may have popped up first, or where they put us in the machines has now changed the order. This is wrong. This I've reminds been in the me, situation. I've been in the situation where I was behind someone, and then based on where we get cleared, I'm in front of them. And what do I do? I say, "Excuse me, sir." You step in front. Like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Other but people do not do that. You're the schmuck for being nice. I'm nice. <laughs> I'm a nice schmuck. That is a this, perfect way to put it. This so, reminds me of a very early Curb Your Enthusiasm episode when Larry <laughs> goes to the doctor and they make him sign in on the clipboard. Yeah. So he signs in. It's him and a woman. They fight from the elevator, the doctor's office, <laughs> running to see who's going to sign the clipboard first. The woman uh, size the cl signs the clipboard first. Larry signs the clipboard second. But Larry had the earlier appointment. He had like a 2 o'clock. Yes. She had a one thirty. This but is But they obvious. take her Wrong. because she signed the clipboard first. Wrong. This is what your dilemma reminds me of. Uh, it, it's, very, it's very similar. And yeah. it just spurred another thought in my mind many years ago. I flew Newark to Milwaukee and I get on the plane, I sit in my seat, I sit next to a person and we do not say a word to each other the entire flight. We land in Milwaukee, we get on the cab line, he gets a taxi, I get a taxi. We go our separate ways, but we don't. We end up at the same hotel, his cab pulls up just before my cab. We walk to the front desk. I'm one step behind. There's two attendants at the front desk. One takes him, the other takes me. Simultaneously, they assign our rooms. We walk to the elevator together. We've said nothing to each other. He hits the button, the seventh floor. That's my floor. We get out of the elevator. Now, Jimmy, I know you've been in this situation. You get out of the elevator with someone, you can make a left or a right. We both make a right. Our rooms are next to each other. In fact, the rooms have a door separating the two rooms. That's not really a wall. That's a door. Like yeah. that, That's a problem for me. But <laughs> I finally turned to this guy. We've said nothing. I turned to him. I said, how about this, huh? He goes, excuse me? <laughs> he had no idea. <laughs> no. 
This guy was living in his own universe. I had just spent three and a half hours with this man. Made no impression whatsoever. Right. You're, so you're so in your head, you're saying, okay, we're on this plane three and a half hours. Three he hasn't hours. said a word to me. We're in the Nothing. we get to the hotel together. He Nothing. doesn't think this is weird. You Zero. finally decide to throw it out there. Throw and it he out basically there. said, go F yourself. Yeah. He went, What? Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? Okay, dude. Not uh, so do fan. I like this time of year? I love yeah. it. Not a fan <laughs> of the second best game of the week on CBS every week, apparently. This guy. Uh, no, this was many years ago. So yeah. I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Not that I would expect it, by the way. Could you, th I'm being dead serious here. Could you do a book right now just on your life traveling? Yes. 100%. Yes. 100%. How, so during the week, like for a basic week, let's say starting Sunday, Starting Sunday with your NFL game to Saturday, how many times are you on a plane? Average, because I know the Brooklyn, they have home and away, but like, Correct. you know, how many times are you on a plane? I'll be on a plane four, five, six, seven, eight times in a week, sometimes more, depending upon the schedule. I've had five games, five nights, five different cities. So you're talking about potentially 10 flights. So yeah. what's your what's your routine? You have to have a routine on a flight. Like it can't change. You must do the same thing on every flight. Yeah, no, I like to take my my shoes and socks off right away. You know, really set the tone. No, no, I don't do that. I'm saying, Other do you sleep? Do. do you watch shows? Do you binge something? Do you listen to it music? It depends. Yeah, if I'm if I'm in work mode and I'm now going from assignment to assignment to assignment, obviously I'm using that two hour block, three hour block as time that I can be productive and do work. There are other times where I've got a little downtime and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to either binge a show or I'll download a movie. It's, it's a mix and match, but if I'm doing work, that's where you will pique the curiosity of, of your neighbor. And you get someone next to you that is very interested in what you do. So NFL charts, my charts yeah. are still handmade. And that's how I do them. That's how I'm accustomed to doing them. However, anyone does them is, is up to them. It's what can best get you the information that you need in the moment. And as you put together those charts, for me, you're setting up almost the football field, offensive line, wide receivers on the outside, running back, quarterback, underneath the offensive line, flip it, the defense, defensive line, linebackers, secondary, special teamers off to the side. So one of the years I'm flying from place to place, I have a woman sitting next to me, an older, older woman, and I can notice her for five minutes staring at my board, but not saying anything. And finally, she, she steps and says, excuse me, excuse me, I need to ask you, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm curious, what do you think I do? Because I don't know if she's a huge fan, if... If she's really into football, I don't know anything. She says, are you a, a wedding planner? I said, what's that? She said, you're doing the seating. The yes. Seating charts. Yeah. She said, I think you're doing seat. I said, you think that Tom Brady is sitting with Rob Gronkowski? That's how you see this? She said, I yes. I, I said, I it. am not. She said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a, I'm a broadcaster. I'm a play-by-play -play announcer. She said, you could have given me a thousand guesses. I would not have gone with that. So it is it is that's, interesting that's to, to see how, how people process what it is you're doing. 
Yeah, you have a you have a book for sure. You have yeah. a book for sure. How when the, when a game ends on Sunday, like this Sunday, this past Sunday, you had Steelers Packers. Yep. Um, how soon after that game ends are you on a plane? Like, is it right? Get out of there. Get the hell out of there and get right on a plane. Especially if you have a Nets game the next day or two days. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I was on a five thirty flight. So you could start doing the math on that. So you got to run yes. out of there. Yeah. Oh, it it's a full out sprint. Yeah. To get to the airport. And there are moments, I, I must say, where you you start visualizing what happens if I don't make the flight? What does the rest of the night look like? So you just focus on the positives. Yeah. And, and now, by the way, I, I have gotten to a place where I don't think about it during the game. I can't say that early in my career. Definitely early in my career, you got a thousand things swimming inside your head. Now it's, hey, compartmentalize. That's a different part. That's your personal life. You'll figure it out when you get there. But the hope is that that you can keep keep it moving and then get to the next thing with relative ease and do it in a smooth fashion. So let me ask you the reverse of that. Have you ever had a situation where you came close to not making a game? Not making a game? Yeah. Yes, very close. It was 1995-96, I want to say. Or it might have been 96-97, but I think it was 95-96. I was doing TV for the Nets. I was working with Jim Spinarkle, and we had Nets Celtics. And this is still pretty new to me. And I asked Jimmy, hey, what do you want to do? He's like, well, this is what we should do. We should take a one o'clock flight, get in there to Boston. It's an up and down, get some chowder and then go right to the game. So no hotel. I'm like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. So that's what we do. We book flights. I go to Newark again, 90s, pre-app, pre-anything, barely internet. Go to the airport, sit down. Jimmy's there. And I'm looking around and there's not really much of a ruckus going on. Weather's perfect in Newark. And the a gate agent says, hey, folks, uh, there is snow in Boston. Uh, we're going to be delayed here just a bit. All right. Just a bit. No problem. <laughs> up 10 minutes go by, 15 minutes go by. I walk up to the gate agent. I said, hey, out of curiosity, what are we looking at here? You know, is this a 30-minute delay? She said, oh, no, we're, we're not going to go at all. I said, what's that? She said, we're, <laughs> we're not going to go. Boston snowed in. I said, are you serious? <laughs> she said, yeah, yeah. So I go back to Jim. I go, hey, they're not going to go. We have to come up with an alternate way. He goes, what? We go, we rent a car from Avis. We get in the car, we start driving. Again, pre-GPS. I have a general idea of how to get there. I'm young. I, I don't know much about the world. And we start going. And we get on 95. And at some point, Jimmy says, hey, do you mind stopping to get Wendy's? I go, are you high? <laughs> like, we have no shot of getting off. The snowstorm is real. Now the snow is coming down in sheets and it's coming at us. And I'm just driving straight through. 
and I pull up to TD Garden and it's now it's a 705 tip. We pull up at 653. I've called nobody. It's pre-cell phone, Jimmy. We've informed nobody. I pull the car up. It's a rental car. A guy comes down. He says, what are you doing? I said, hey, we're with the Nets TV crew. I said, uh, I said, you could take the car. I, I don't care. He goes, no, 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 no. Just give me the keys. I'm Jimmy the valet. <laughs> I went, okay, look, dude, I'm from New York. <laughs> we don't have to play this game. You want to steal a rental car? That's fine <laughs> with me. Take it. And I give him the keys and we go up the stairs and there's a, there's a security guard. We explain the situation. I said, hey, by the way, who's the guy downstairs? He goes, oh, that's Jimmy the valet. It was a real thing. We walk in and Matt Lachlan, who was the sideline reporter, is now in our position with Mike O'Corn, who was the radio analyst. And it's three minutes to seven. And we wave and literally we step in and do the game. And by the way, they valeted the car. I I asked the PR guy, Jeff Twist. I said, hey, do you have like a, a PR intern that would be willing to return the car for me? He goes, yeah. So he sends a guy over at halftime. I gave the guy a hundred bucks and he returned the car. And that was it. That's the closest I came to not making a game. Do you remember like your broadcast that night? Did you feel like it was shitty or did you feel oh, like- no, it no, was no. Tempo, uh, We killed it. Yeah. We killed it. We killed it. <laughs> no, it was, no, it was fine. <laughs> but I didn't know any better. Like right, I truly, right. I was, I was so wet behind the ears. I, I was just thrilled that I got there and didn't get fired. That was what was going through my brain the entire time. And Spinarco been- kept saying over and over as we're driving, it's never happened before. It's never happened before. It's like, okay, it happened today. I, I, I see now. As a fat person, all I keep thinking about is poor Jim didn't get his Wendy's. When did he first get his first food? When did he first get food? When did he go? Did he do the game without eating? Yeah. Like, did he go the whole game without eating? We got on the Nets charter after the game and they serve you food. And that's the first time that he ate. That that is a perfect perspective to see it through your lens, Jimmy. Yes. Oh, it it just makes it so much better. (laughs) Well, I'm also thinking about. As I, unfortunately, or for, you know, I do this with every story now is I think about, okay, what if this happened today? And like, I'm thinking about yes. the Nets beat reporters would be on Twitter going, the yes broadcast team of Ian Eagle and Jim have not shown up yet. And then it would be like, where's Ian? And be, we'd be following yeah. everything. And it well, would, you know. the other part of the story is Jim proclaimed that he knew the way we ended up taking the mass turnpike, which cost us another 45 minutes. Right. And in today's world, Boom, GPS, ways. We got the best way. I'm not I'm not even dealing with Jim right. and and his direction. So right. ultimately, we got by, Jimmy. I don't know how, yeah. but we got by in life without uh, yeah. the technological advances. We just did what our instincts told us to do. In the in the late 90s, I did a road trip with buddies across the not across the country but to middle america basically to do yeah. baseball stadium tours yeah and we did we we drove from new york we did you know like pittsburgh chicago milwaukee and we used an atlas yeah How about i that? didn't use an atlas because i don't Somebody know what else I'm did. Doing. but my friend rich used the atlas and yeah we made it all the way to minnesota yeah we could yeah. function yeah. jimmy i know it's hard to imagine now that 
we could actually get through life without watching 48 minutes of TikToks. But we did. Yeah. We did. It opened up other other passageways in your brain to store information that now, as we know, like I used to I used to be really good at B character actors, naming them, what they were in. IMDB came around and my parlor trick went away. Nobody cared. They're like, no, right. I could find that out in three seconds. What are you looking for? So that's part of life. Yeah, it's part of life. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Speaking of TikTok and part of life, you can't go on TikTok for more than 30 seconds without seeing a Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift video. That's true. You were the first this season of all the announcers to get in on that with your, he found a blank space. Yes. Did you ever think when you made that comment, we would be where we are today with broadcasts turning their whole entire three hours over to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? I did not. I did not anticipate this taking over pop culture. I thought it was a story. I thought it would gain some traction if the two of them really did start going on dates. Never did I imagine that we would have 17 angles of Taylor Swift leaving the stage in South America and kissing Travis Kelsey during his bye right after the show with her dad wearing a Chiefs lanyard. No, I did not ever visualize this. (laughs) Well said, well said. It was, yeah, you had it, you had done it perfectly and now it's, do you? I know you have Browns 
Steelers this week. Do you have it? Do you know if you have a Chiefs game in the next couple of weeks? I uh, do not have a Chiefs game on the horizon, but we don't have our schedule uh, beyond next week. Uh, we've okay. met with Kelsey many, many times, obviously through the years. He yeah. is extremely affable. He is legitimately entertaining, good guy. I think he gets it, but he's also in it. So, you know, it's a little, little hard for him to delineate. Uh, who's got an agenda, who doesn't. I personally have no agenda other than him having a great life and enjoying himself. And hopefully if, if this is his fate and destiny, wonderful, wonderful for both of them. The only reason I, I actually made the call back then against Jacksonville early in the season was that it was starting to enter the zeitgeist a bit. And I thought it was appropriate. I wasn't going to force it. If a play happened and it made sense, great. If it didn't, I would have continued on with my day. But uh, certainly for no other purpose other than uh, to maybe people would get a chuckle out of it. Yeah. And now it's, like I said, completely out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a moment on this podcast back in the summer. I believe it was with Peter Schrager. Great where, guy. Yes, great guy. Yep. Where we had talked about, we were talking about preseason football, and I made a comment like, you know, Ian's over there doing jet games. Ian, how about enjoy your summer and forget doing preseason <laughs> jets? You're busy enough. And yeah. you heard those comments because you texted me. What What was your reaction to that comment that I made? Uh, my, my reaction was <laughs> laughter uh, more than anything else. I, I found it highly comical. Uh, second, you know, I I didn't work in July, so I had an entire month off. And I, I have made a conscious effort to get more into the downtime mentality, recognizing that you need – some balance in life and preseason football, by the way, is good for the play-by-play announcer to, to get back into it, to, to find a rhythm, to do the prep and to mentally shift. So I understand, I understand your point, but <laughs> my point is, Hey, you, it's a good gig. You take the gig. My point, And I'll say this and I won't even ask you for reaction. I and Eagle should be above Jets preseason football. That's all I'll say. Um, no, because it's no, the I'm Jets not, and it's the preseason. Not above. Um, it. Not above it. Speaking of being above things, I'm just you know, I'm curious if we. I know you have the secret Twitter account. I don't know how much you use it, <laughs> but I'm sure you see a lot of stuff. I do. There's, you know, there's been some backlash this year to Al Michaels on Amazon. Al's going to be on the podcast next next week because mm-hmm. they've got the big Black Friday game with the Jets and Dolphins. When you, I'm just curious, when you see that, do you think what your reaction is? Because obviously, I, I hate when age becomes a factor, but there are some people sure. who want to just blame it on age, I, you know, whether it's because he's on Amazon, maybe the games aren't as good. But when you see the guy who's thought of as the best of all time calling NFL sure. or second best, a legend, and you're in the game, you have the same job, and you see people, you know, kind of dumping on him. I'm just curious if you have a reaction to that. Well, uh, let's let's say it like it is. For for me, Al was one of the guys that I really looked up to as I was coming through the business and growing up and his approach 
and his style and his command of the broadcast. So you put that at the top of the list. As far as where we are in the world, everybody is allowed to have an opinion. Everybody is allowed to share that opinion. There are certainly more avenues in which to do it than ever before. And in this job, I've found that it is part of the deal. You can't control it. You can handle it in any way you so choose, but you can't control it. There was a time in this business, and Jimmy, you were doing this at a time where I think this still occurred, where PR people could control the message or maybe set a narrative. I don't think we're there anymore. I think just based on what's out there. Sports radio obviously changed that a great deal. It was instantaneous. It was opinions right away. And then it's been taken to ridiculous heights with with social media. But you have to accept that it's part of the deal. Do you allow it to affect what you do and how you do it? If it's constructive criticism, then sometimes it can help. And it may make you change something about what you do. Al's been doing this at the highest level forever. And Al's going to do it the way that he sees fit because he's earned it. But you also can't just dismiss that others may have an opinion. They're allowed to have an opinion. That's how it works. Yeah. And I think it helps out that he's not on social media um, yep. for sure. And then the other sort of, to piggyback on this, your son Noah yep. has a high pri- high profile gig this year. He's doing college football for NBC. How do you handle? Do you, do you go out of your way to avoid any re- you know seeing what people are saying about Noah? Because obviously that's different than Al Michaels. That's your sure. son. Sure. I would imagine there's also as a father there is. I do wonder what people are saying about my son, and right. there's I don't want to know what people are saying about my son. Oh, you so that, nailed it. That's got to be a tightrope. You nailed it. It's a push and pull. And ultimately, Saturday nights, when I watch the game, I'm doing work. I'm in my hotel room. I usually leave about two hours worth of work for Saturday, just little things that I want to wrap up before I go to bed and and turn the page to, to Sunday. Things have changed for me because Noah's game is on Saturday night. So it's on in the background. Sometimes I have to turn it off because I have to lock in on what I'm doing. Other times, if I'm ahead, I can watch 45 minutes, an hour's worth. I would equate it to your kid being the pitcher in Little League or at the free throw line with the game on the line. It's a helpless feeling. Mm. It really is. Noah's handled himself incredibly well, uh, just from broadcast to personal, all of it, everything that comes with that position and the pressure that that comes with that type of gig. So I know in my heart what he's done and the work that he's put in, and then the reaction, similar to, to what we were just discussing, it's, it's out of your control. There are always going to be people that see it as a way in which to criticize and and throw out negativity and then you know you get the other side of it as well people that that enjoy your work so i think everyone's got to 
figure out how they want to navigate that. And it's more prevalent than ever before as a broadcaster. You know, I think back to the 70s and 80s and 90s, these great play-by-play guys, and maybe there would be a piece of hate mail that would go to the network and get forwarded to them. But for the most part, they were not privy to what was being said. A column here, a column there. This is now in your face. So if you want to see it, it's there for you. But I think if you go too far the other way and say, no, I'm just not going to look. I'm going to pretend it's like there. I don't know if that's productive either. There, there has to be a happy medium of yeah. some sort. Does he? Do you give him advice after a game, or you wait for him to ask you questions? Because I would imagine that's also a little bit of a tightrope. Yeah. So after a game, obviously it's eleven o'clock at night, Eastern time. His games, you know, starting at seven thirty. I'm going to bed or getting ready for bed. Nothing happens there. It's a text here or there. Sunday, I'm locked in. I'm doing my game. He's trying to get home. He's trying to decompress, watch some NFL, and nothing's really going on there. Monday, we might connect. Not every Monday where, hey, let's go through it with a fine-tooth comb. Let's break it down. First quarter, use too many words on that drive. You got to economize. No, it's not. it's not like that. If something stands out to me, I'll share it with him, but not in a way that appears as a laundry list. You know, it's more of a seed planted and something that he can take with him to the next game. If I noticed a trend, if I noticed something that he did really well that I thought, wow, that was well handled, I'll point that out so that it's in the back of his mind that uh, that's a comfortable way to handle a situation. So it, it really is pretty organic. We don't have a set time. We don't have a set way. If we get into a deeper discussion about broadcast philosophy, then we might go a little bit deeper in, in that chat. But it's it's more informal than than it is. Hey, time to sit down. I got I got 12 things I want to cover with you. All right. I got to switch gears because we I mentioned, obviously, you have NFL on Sundays. We mentioned the Nets. You're actually going to call the NCAA tournament final four this year for the first time. Yep. Do you have to now pay attention to college basketball a little more earlier in the season than you would have in the past or same routine? And, you know, I, I cause I would imagine if you got the nets and the NFL it might be hard to work in a little, you know, right. Duke and St. John's or whatever. And, you know, but is that in your head now that you're doing the finals or you, you're not there yet with that? Cause it's still so early in the season. Just start. Yeah. Really interesting you, you bring this up because I didn't have a conscious plan until a couple of nights ago when it's about 7.40 and I just wrapped up dinner and normally I'd have like Access Hollywood on and I realized, oh wait, St. John's is playing Michigan. Maybe I should watch 20 minutes of that. And even by osmosis, if some of those names start filtering their way into my brain. I have no idea if I'm going to have Michigan, if I'm going to have St. John's, but that's just an example of now an awareness that if you have a little bit of downtime, check it out, put a game on, watch 20 minutes, move to another game, watch another 20 minutes. And I think that's probably going to be part of my best practices moving forward this year. In terms of assignments, 
it's going to basically be the same amount of games that I had been doing. I, I had already been filling in for Jim in the regular season with Raf. Jay Wright joined us for a couple of games. Grant Hill will pop in here and there. I was with Spinarkle or Clark Kellogg. So nothing's going to really change in terms of my calendar, but I would say you touched on something that that I have to be cognizant of, and that's just making sure that you're taking in bits and pieces of college basketball here and there, because there might be something that that sticks with you that you need in March, or dare I say April, when the Final Four comes around, just to have a little more context and a little more background. Uh, but the day-to-day schedule is is not that different than than what I've been doing. Well, I, I wouldn't call giving up access Hollywood different. I mean, that's you're making a, you're making a sacrifice there. I, yeah, mean, I well, always knew you were a professional, but choosing St. John's, Michigan over access Hollywood is very professional. This is this is not a knock on Kid Hoover. Big fan, big, big fan. But now you got you, you got to del- dev- devy up your time. You know. Now, Kid Hoover. You know where Kid Hoover is from, don't you? I mean, you're talking about like where she grew up. If you're asking me what show she was in, her of course. first television. Yes. Ex- I watched the first Road Rules mm-hmm. with Kid Hoover, so I have. Yes. When I see her on Access Hollywood, it means a lot. Special well, it was that, and then it was Cold Pizza, Jimmy. So yes, it was but Road Rules. Road Cold Rules is pizza. much better than yeah. Yeah. Road Rules has tr- turned out some talent because that's yeah. where Theo Vaughn, the comedian, started. Yep. Um, he had his own show then on MTV uh, for, I think, a th- two or three seasons. That was actually pretty interesting. He yeah. uh, he had, uh, he pops up on, on the algorithm quite a bit on TikTok. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. yes. That, that TikTok algorithm, there's nothing <laughs> like it. Um, we, I mentioned the college hoops. How is Raft doing? Great. How's, have Great. you seen him in the offseason? You hang out with Raft at all? Or We do. Yeah, we do. Uh, Raf and and his wife Joan, my wife Elisa, uh, we make sure we go out to dinner a number of times during the off season. And then once the season gets going, he gets into that that crazed mode of game, 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 night off, game, game, and he is just starting the throes of it. But I think it it really does keep him young and keep him fresh and keep him engaged. His energy level is incredible, and his capacity for information is beyond human. Like he really is a special, special guy, and he's just a pleasure to be around. He walks into a room. It just changes the entire dynamic. He's one of those people in the world. All right, I'm going to come off as such a bad guy because you had this beautiful thing to say about Raf. Yeah. But this is what I want to know because you said you go out to dinner with him in the offseason. One of the worst things about life is when you go out to dinner with someone and then the bill comes and you got to play that game. I got it. You got it. Split it. You owe 54.95. You owe 70. Yeah. Yeah, that game is just, it's horrific. There's people throwing credit cards on the table. There's yeah. cash, the tip. How much are you leaving? Every, so I need to know when you got to Raft. And the bill comes, what happens? Jimmy, it's as if you already know the answer, but I'm going to tell you anyway. We are at a stage of our relationship in life that one of us will excuse ourselves from the table, intercept the waiter, and pay for the check. Yeah. So it's at that place where 
We don't know who it's going to be. I try. Sometimes the waiter says, oh, no, 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 Mr. Rafter is already taking care of it. There are times where I've done it early and I get in and then Bill, okay, bird, no, come on. And it's it's that place of uh, of our relationship. It's a good place. Yes. It, when someone picks up the check and you got to do that funny, like, oh, wh- why'd you do that? I, no, I, yeah, I want yeah. it. Come on. Let me. I let got me. it next time. I got it next time. I got it next yeah. time. Come on. Let, yeah. let me. Let, let me. Let me put in. It's done. And we do this, and we do this with our closest of friends. That's sure. that's part of it. Yeah. No, it's great. It's yeah, great. It's, it's one of those things. Um, so you have Steelers Brown Sunday. So when a day like today, we're taping on Wednesday, when we find out Deshaun Watson's out. Yeah. Does that change like your whole week? Does that cause upheaval or you just it's you just roll with it? Not a big deal. Oh, definitely the latter. No upheaval. Just yeah. uh, roll with it. Change your prep a bit. Change the open, which had been discussed on Tuesday between me and our producer, Mark Wolf. We'll make some adjustments. Obviously, who we sit down with, who we interview will change. We'll talk to DTR instead of Deshaun Watson. It's a huge blow to the Browns. Uh, Clearly, they thought they were on the upswing and going in the right direction. And now all of a sudden, uh, their season has been turned on its side. They've lost their starting quarterback. They've lost their starting running back. They've lost their starting left tackle. They've lost their starting right tackle. No team in the NFL has had that quite happen. The Jets are close, but not quite. The Jets still have their starting running back in in Brees Hall. So a big, big hit. For the Browns, who who had it going, had had a little yeah. something cooking here, and now all of a sudden they're going to have to be highly creative and lean on that defense to win games. You had the Steelers last week, Gavin. This week, do you like having the same team back to back because it makes things a little easier? You don't care, or you would rather mix it up? Or yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. It does make it easier. There's no doubt. It helps your prep. And when I'm in the midst of NBA games and travel, uh, there is an advantage to that. But the goal as a broadcaster is to see as many teams as possible. And that's why the radio Thursday nights has helped me so much, I think, in that I get this additional level of insight. And I feel like I'm now in a better position when I call these games, familiarity, storyline. So, you do like to mix it up. You do like yeah. to have a variety of teams yeah. when the season is is finally through. Let me end on this. Do you think James Harden threw the ball at you on purpose last week? <laughs> it felt like a meteor coming from the sky, Jimmy. I- I'm not exaggerating. The second it left his hands, it was making a beeline right for me. Do you remember in the other guys when Will Ferrell is trying to talk the guy off the ledge and then he jumps and he's like, oh, yeah. he's flying. Like, I had that moment. I don't think it was intentional, but mm-hmm. now I, I'm starting to rack my brain and, and go through the tapes. Did I did I criticize the beard? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think I was that guy, but maybe there was some deep-seated stuff there. But from, I would I mean, yeah. I'm sure basketballs have come flying at you many times over your career, no? Yeah, but not like that. Okay. Not not on a cross court feed. <laughs> like this, this was to me like an eclipse. Uh, the idea that from that position on the court, that it would go directly towards me. And I, I got a, a number of different reactions. First of all, let me let me just say this on my defense. The way we're tucked in 
not not Lupe at and Seinfeld and and the beds, but the mm. way we're tucked in. There's no standing up in that moment. You can't get up. You're stuck there. My chair's not on wheels. So whatever happens, mm. it's happening from a sitting position. Secondly, the ball was heading directly towards me, and at the last moment, hit a little case of rosin which changed the trajectory of the ball and knocked over Sarah's coffee and my tea. You know that I've never had coffee in my life. Coffee all over my right sleeve and on my notes. The hot tea into my lap. So this is all happening in real time. As it's happening, we're still on the air. It's not like we were knocked off the air. So you have to continue with your broadcast thought. It it was a a series of interesting moments happening at one time, and I don't think that will happen again. Like that sounds like it, you. It sounds like you were very flushed by having the coffee on you, since you're not oh, a coffee drinker. Jimmy, the just the scent of it. The rest of the game, it's on me and on my notes. If I showed you my clipper board right now, four of the players are covered in coffee. If I have the Clippers again, I'm not redoing my notes. This is now going to live and there will be a faint smell of coffee for the rest of the season. So coffee just turns you off completely. It does. Yeah. There's nothing about it that turns me on. No. What do you drink in the morning? I drink water, Jimmy. I, water. I just try to stay hydrated. I, I just have a nice cup of water. All right. That's it. I said I was going to wrap it up on that, but we have a breaking news tweet that I would love to get your reaction to. Breaking news right now from Entertainment Tonight. E.T. has learned that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's parents are expected to meet for the first time Huge. at Monday's Kansas City game where Huge. the Chiefs and Eagles are scheduled to face off. And this just changes everything now. If I mean, if, if, I mean Joe Buck and Troy Aikman have a huge responsibility on Monday night now. Jimmy, here's my concern now on a personal level. I believe that I will get an invite to the wedding, but it will not include a plus one. What do I do? Why would Travis not have you with a plus one? I think I'm just a, a solo invite. I think they're going to have a numbers game. And because of the blank oh. space comment, that gets me above the Mendoza line. But I, I don't think I... I get a plus one. The NDAs you'll have to sign for that one. Yeah. And the That's, dilemma. You know, what does this affect well, my marriage now? Because you have to go. I go, but go. my wife does not. How how do I handle that? Maybe you FaceTime her throughout the wedding. <laughs> do I have FaceTime on my phone? I don't even know. Is that a this, this, and this app? is the problem with you having the secret Twitter account. If you're at that <laughs> wedding, we need you to tweet about it and we can't because you you know can't do it. You, never tweet it. The, the secret eye and eagle Twitter account. Never Would, tweet. Would, if you've never tweeted, okay, I no. was going to say, would someone be able to figure out your Twitter account based on like this name and what you've tweeted, but yeah, you've I, never tweeted? Okay. I've never tweeted. I, is there someone in China right now that that's on it? Probably. I think so. But here in the United States, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> we will not find out the Iron Eagle secret. Please, All right. please don't. Let me know if you get the invite to the Kelsey Swift wedding. You'll be the first to know, Jimmy. And um, the first. 
I hope if you get a Chiefs game this year, then all the pressures. I mean, like the pressures, there will be more pressure if you have a Chiefs game this year than when you call a playoff game. No, I, I think mine was a drop the mic moment. Why would you go back? What can I do? I can't, I can't well, do a sequel. Like that's well, it. But I the CBS, it. the CBS producers are going to have a camera on her twenty four seven. So you're going to have to. That's true. You got to do oh. something there. All right, this is going to keep right. me up. Thanks, Jimmy. And the parents are meeting. Can America oh, handle it? Huge. Can America I, handle you know it? what? Kid Hoover will let me know if it goes well. And there's no one better. We love you, Kid Hoover. All right, Ian, you're the best. Appreciate it. CBS, NFL, Nets on yes. Take it easy. Have a good season. Thanks, bud. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, joining me now, as he does every week, from WFAN Radio in New York, SNY TV in New York, my buddy Sal Akata. Sal, how's it going? No, not bad. Same old stuff. I actually can't believe, I know people used to make fun of Francesca for this, but the fact that we're heading into week 11, the fact that Thanksgiving is a week away, it, to me, is just unbelievably how, uh, f- you know, going so fast, flying by so fast. This NFL season has flown by, yeah. flown by. I could see, I get why we're, you know, I don't feel like Thanksgiving has sort of crept up, seems about right, but the NFL season has definitely flown by, definitely. Yeah. Why do you, do you think that's because we're getting older? Do you think it's because of the games on Monday and Thursday? That's a good question. I haven't really thought about why it feels that way. Um, this week, this year for me feels faster than any other. I don't know if it's I, my 15, I just, it's flying by. Yeah, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, yeah, I can't think of a reason why it feels that yeah. way. But definitely, and who knows? Maybe it doesn't feel that way to other people, but it feels right. that way to myself. Right. Um, before we get into the topics, we got I, I got a ton of great feedback on the pod we did last week where it was just you and us, you and us, you and I riffing and doing an all train of thoughts. So the people seem to like it and they, they were like, whoa, do that periodically. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah, that was people nice like to see. I didn't see all of it. I saw some of it. That was uh, yeah. that was nice. To see. You figured like, ah, who the hell is going to listen to this one? But it was fun. Right, right. No, people listen. People listen. And uh <laughs> People want to know about what's going on at your house, so it's very important to. We we did put an offer, so say your prayers because now it's just like, oh fuck, like it's out of our Ooh. control. But I'm hoping to get this thing wrapped up asap. I want to be in, out, all that stuff. So hopefully they do you, accept. Do you it want to say can... what town, or you don't want to no. give that out? Okay. No, I don't but want to give that out. But it's in Jersey. It is in Jersey. Yes. You don't want people stalking you in Jersey. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I just don't want anybody knowing anything about it, other than it's in Jersey, and I also don't want to jinx the offer. Right. Like, so if you if if this worked out, what would your commute be into Manhattan? Uh, it is about twenty five ish miles. Okay. Which is half. So it probably it'd probably be you know depending on how I go, probably be an hour. Right now it's right. two hours each right. way. Right. Right. So you're talking about shaving two hours a day off an hour home, an hour there. So, and like I said, 25 miles is a lot better than 55 miles or whatever it is now. Right. All right. So that's the update that everyone wants. We have an <laughs> offer. We have a bid in somewhere in Jersey. And we'll see what happens. Say a prayer for me, please. Actually, by the time that this airs, I probably know. Yes or no. All right. That's good. To, all right. So then next week's a big week on the pod. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yep. All right. Got some topics, but let me start with this. I had a big week last week. Saw two things that I must discuss. I saw on Wednesday night, I saw live taping of Conan O'Brien's podcast in Brooklyn, which is, a, you want to talk about pain in the ass commutes. That's a pain yeah. in the ass commute. And then on Friday night, I saw Bill Burr at Madison Square Garden. So, I'm going to go backwards and start with that first. I'm now, actually pissed off that you, you who asked me to go to everything, you didn't even mention it. And I see after the fact you went to the show and because I, I had, no, I had nothing. I didn't really, this wasn't my deal. Someone I went with, I went with three of my former SI coworkers Shout out Matt Dollinger, shout out Ben Glicksman, shout out Avi Creditor. And Avi got us free tickets. Oh, okay. This was not my deal. So I didn't even know he was playing. Like they gotta do a better job of promoting. Oh well, yeah. Well, or you gotta do a better job. I do you follow see, here's the deal. You don't really use Instagram, right? Right. So I I follow Bill Burr on Instagram. A few months ago, saw that he was playing that date. Texted my group chat and said, I would love to go to this. And we made a plan and we went. Now, uh, oh, the, re the reason so I'm wait. pissed off is because of the opening act. Well, don't let me let me give you the yeah. whole thing from start. To, well, let me say this before we even get to Bill Burr. So there is this restaurant in Manhattan I've been dying to try for about 10 years. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's on 29th and 6th. So I've seen it a million times in my walking 
to and from Penn Station going to various places. The name of the restaurant is Skirt Steak. Are you familiar with this place? No. Okay. They don't have a menu. There's three things on the menu. Salad, skirt steak, and unlimited french fries. Wow. There's nothing else. Now, I shouldn't say there's nothing else. So that's, <laughs> and it's a $45 price fix. Okay. Each night, they have a rotation of like three different vegetable sides. So you don't, you don't know until you go what the sides are going to be. And, there's right. usually, and then, so the night I went, they had like, you know, Brussels sprouts, mushrooms, and something else. And that night, they happened to have garlic bread is also a thing. Okay. That's it. There's nothing else on the menu. So when I pitched this, I, so I pitched this to my friends thinking there's no way they'd want to go because who would want to go to a restaurant where there's no menu? But they were, they were all in, and it turned out to be great. So that was, that was a good way to start the night. I would like to check that out. I never yeah. heard of it before. It was good. It was good. So then Bill Burr. So before I even get to Bill Burr, this, so the Bill Burr show at Madison Square Garden was my first experience, and I want to know if you've had this experience yet in your life. It was my first time ever going to a show where you have to where you they they take your phone and lock it up. No, I don't think I've had that. You must have been going into pan uh, panic attacks. Exactly. <laughs> I needed a Xanax. But I needed a Xanax two days before the show, thinking about not having the phone for two, three hours. So what they do is you you get to the garden, you go through scanning your ticket. And then before you get to the doors to go into your seats, mm -hmm. they you have to they give you a pouch. It's almost it's not like rubber. I don't know what the what the material is, but they give you this pouch. You put the phone in the pouch, they clamp it shut. And at the top of the pouch is this black round plastic ball. So you know when you go to the store and you buy clothing and it has like an alarm tag and they just like yeah. bang yeah. it on the thing and then th that's how this opens. So from 7.30 to 11, I did not have my phone. Oh, and I was, I was twitching. I was twitching. Now, I will say this. They did have, by the concessions, you know, where you buy the beer and the food, they had like a station set up where if you needed to get your phone during the show you can leave the garden go you know leave the arena go to the concession area and they'll unlock your phone and you can check you know now i shut my phone off completely because what really would have sent my anxiety through the roof is if the phone was locked up and it starts vibrating or you know making noise right. so i shut it off and did so that was my it was a kind of a shit show when you get out trying to get the phone unlocked from the pouch. That was not organized well. I'll say that. So you you have the phone in the pouch with you? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's even that's bizarre. How yes. many times did you go to check it? <laughs> well, the worst is we didn't know what time it was the whole night. Yeah. And it was, you know, you wanted to take a picture. Oh, we didn't, you know, we were, I, you know, when you walk through the garden hallways, they have all these cool, they had a pic, they have like the yeah. John Stark's dunk and this, and I'm yeah. like, Oh, I should take a picture. Oh, I don't have my phone. Right. Yeah. You know, we got in there. Oh, take a picture. Oh, we don't have the phone. So, you hmm. know, um, I like that idea. Actually, it's, I get why it's tough, but I, I like the idea. Yeah.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So then the show started with um, a female opening act. She was whatever. Another guy came out. He was okay. Another guy came out. He was okay. And then the lights were like dimming or I don't know. The lights changed. So everyone assumed it was Bill Burr. And they make this special announcement that the next opening act is Andrew Dice Clay, which got a big pop from the crowd. And that pisses me off. Now, was this in the theater or the actual garden? The actual garden, 20,000. See, it is a dream of mine to see Dice at the garden. And this was it. But they oh, didn't see, even promote it. It was a surprise. Now I feel bad because I don't even like Dice. And I was there for oh. So I, was, I didn't think you did because we've you like we've known each other for a long yeah. time. It's never really it's not one thing we discussed. I, I think I was the only person who didn't stand up when it came out. <laughs> I'm like I'm not getting up. I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not getting up. I will say, Kevin James. I mean, who do you want? No, definitely not. <laughs> I will say this about Dice. It's just it's just not my humor. I don't think it's clever or right or creative. But I found it very touch. He was he was very clearly, very clearly um, emotional about playing the garden for the first time in 25 years. And he spoke about that for a minute or two. And I found that I found that touching. And um, I thought that was a cool moment. But his, his stand up yeah. is just not my thing. I, I, I've seen him many times. He's like the, he's the only comedian I, I must see anytime he's in town. But I grew up watching Dice Rules at the Garden. I've seen it a million times. 
And if I were to ever know that he would be at the Garden, that's like a must-see bucket list thing for me. Problem is, it, it was a special thing, and it's not going to happen anymore, I wouldn't think. Well, I would say and, this. I mean, no. I'm not even a fan, and I thought it was a cool moment when he was announced. No one had a clue. Everyone thought it was going to be Bill Burr. Then they announced him. Total, complete surprise. Everybody in that building was surprised. Like I said, it was a huge pop. Yeah. Everyone stood up. So it, the moment was electric. I was yeah. just like, okay, I'm not really a fan. I mean, I try like, and then he started his set. And obviously if you were like a, you know, dice back in the eighties at his peak, like his whole, you know, he comes out, he takes yeah. out the cigarette. He likes, so now he like takes out a pack of cigarettes and he puts a cigarette in his mouth, but he doesn't light it. And he's holding an unlit cigarette yeah. the whole time. I'm like, what do you like this? What? what why? Well, it, that's his thing so, now. He doesn't smoke anymore. Right. So why are you taking out a cigarette? It's his, it's his bit. I mean, it's always not to do that. It, it just seems so stupid to me. Did he do? Did he do old school stuff or new stuff? It was new. It was all new. Like he, he, he didn't do any nursery rhymes or anything. Oh, at the very end, like at the very very end, before he he went off, he goes, "Well, I just got to do this, uh, little right. boy blue," and then that, like he did like three of them. But I don't know. Yeah. Those are the ones. Okay. That's, like that's the stuff I don't find funny at all. So I'm just right. like, whatever. Um. But it was, he was definitely like emotional about it, which was cool. Um, yeah. And then Bill Burr came out. I just, I can't even describe. Wait, by the way, Shelby, my producer, Shelby, who never jumps on. If you want to jump on and say something about Dice, because I know you're in the comedy world, Shelby, I, I would like your take. So chime in here if you have a Dice take. But just cut me off and jump in when you want. I Bill mean, Burr, go ahead. It's like a big performer, but you know, you can't really tell where the character ends and where it begins you know yeah well that's the thing i saw him on a reality show once and he was a totally different guy so he's a great actor like when in what is it the star is born and other stuff but then right. others he's doing his whole shtick and you're like so is that the guy or is this right not i think that's oh. the thing for me it's like so shticky that it's you know i i love him he's doing stuff on instagram now just walking up to people in the streets i find it hilarious oh, i'm so jealous of you with that is it like billy on the street where he just runs up to people and screams in their face no no i might like that he, he you, films him basically oh did you want to did you want to take a picture with me and people have no idea who the fuck he is and it's, yeah, yeah. it's funny he does funny stuff that's billy eichner does that and i it's so funny to me um so Bill Burr, like, I don't, I can't really say much. Like, the guy's brilliant. I laughed the entire time from start to finish. I laughed at everything. He had, he had a, I don't want to, this is my issue. I don't, one, I don't want to spoil things. And two, I don't want to try to recreate the joke and mess it up. So I don't want to get into it. But the one thing I'll tie into sort of sports was he has this great bit about going to massage parlors and how you have like the masseuses who are great at giving a massage and then some masseuses who are great at giving a happy ending and sometimes maybe the one who's doing the massages. So he said massage parlors should be like baseball games and have a manager and they come out in the seventh inning and they tap, when you want to finish, they tap, they bring in the righty. He's like, come on, bring in the righty. So that was like the one sports thing that was tied in there, but it was, um, it was one of those things where like I felt like I it was like I was it was a privilege to go see him. That's how I felt about it. That's how good he was. Yeah. I would have I'm not like a huge fan of his, but I would I like him. So I would have enjoyed yeah. that. I, like I saw him once before and it was 
like my first time getting exposed to him really is a stand up at Jones Beach many years ago. Oh. And I remember just being blown away by how funny he was and creative and smart. And then this this one here was pretty much the same way. So it was so freaking good. So and then I ran out of there to get my phone. Yeah, exactly. That was the best part of it. Talk about a happy ending. I was like, yeah, like when it was wrapping up, I'm like, can we get out of like let's let's go. Let's go. No, no, no dilly dallying. Yeah, no, no curtain call. Let me just get to my phone. Exactly. And it was Do you funny. have a lot of missed calls or texts? That was the sad thing. None. Well, wow. it was Friday night. It was Friday night. So no, you know, Friday not, night people. I know, yeah. but but that it shows you. I know it's the same feeling. I get the same thing. I put my phone down for an hour. I'm like, all right, yeah. let me get back to the chaos, and it's nothing. I'm like, huh? I also bet UNLV in college football that night, so I needed to check that score. Oh, my God. Betting a college football game that you can't even watch? Well, it started at 1045, so I knew I'd be home for like the second half. Um, and it was funny. Now, remember I told you I went to Billy Joel, and when I was walking out down the steps, someone recognized me? Yes. The same thing happened again. And I, I feel bad because that's just not a spot where you can talk to people. And it had so like, I was wave and move on. No, I should. The guy drew shout out to drew from Bill Burr. He said he's, he loves the podcast. I said, what's your name? Drew shook his hand, but you have to keep walking. You can't do the stop and talk. So I wanted to like, you know, I feel bad if I come off as a dick, but you got to move and hustle when you're leaving those places. Yeah. All right. So that was, that was those two things, but isn't dice going to be, he said he's doing shows. So why can't you go see him? It's no at the garden. I want to see oh, him at the garden. Oh, you, oh I, the see, whole, I see. Because that's where Dice Rules was. There's a reason why he was emotional, right? He was the first comic to ever sell out the garden, to have him go back to for me to see him there. It's like the equivalent of watching, I don't know, Don Mattingly at Old Yankee Stadium for you, right? Like, would right, you love right. to see that one more time? Like, seeing Dice at the garden, I don't know. Right. Now, what about what about Conan? Oh, Conan was great. Again, very – like – so quick on his feet and what what impresses me probably the most about conan is just how likable he is he is so likable like you cannot not like that guy and i thought he was great what i loved about what he did was he did a lot of interaction with the crowd was it stand-up no it was a taping of his podcast Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't know he still did a show. Okay. So what he did was when the show started, he noticed there were like a couple of empty seats in like the front row. And he ran through the crowd to the last row and brought people up to sit in the empty seats in the front row. And then That's there was awesome. a woman, a woman sitting there by herself in the front row next to an empty seat. And he's like, well, what did you come here by yourself? She's like, no, my friend couldn't come. She broke her toe. So he FaceTime. So no, she, he called the, the friend, spoke to her on the phone. You know, it was met mocking her because she didn't show up for a broken toe. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. It was really, it was good. So <laughs> that was that was great too. It was it was great. Um, he did a special guest. It was Adam Driver. That was, okay, I know him. Yeah, that was whatever. So, <laughs> but it was uh, Conan was great. Conan was yeah. great. So, um, all right, a couple of things here because since I rambled for twenty minutes, the. They dropped the trailer for the in-season Hard Knocks of the Dolphins. Will you watch that? No, I didn't even see it. It's well, the trailer, the, the trailer came out yesterday. The show hasn't started yet. Starts November 21st, next week. On Max? HBO, yeah, yeah. 
no. But you loved so the reason you loved Hard Knocks this year is because it was the Jets. Probably. I don't know about the in season one. I mean, maybe I'd be curious to check it out. I've right. been I've been slacking on TV watching. I'm not I've not had made a point to do it. Now I'm a month late on this, which is pathetic, but it's so good I wanted to mention it. There is a trailer. Now I don't know you're you're younger than me, so I don't know when you were a kid in the whole wrestling world. Now listen, when we were kids, the wrestling world was WWF. That was the wrestling world. I was way into the NWA with Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes as well. But there was also the wrestling in Texas with the Von Erics, which I'm sure you, I'm sure you know the Von Erics. So yes. there's a movie coming out about the Von Erich family. It's called The Iron Claw. It's got Zac Efron, the guy who's in The Bear, Jeremy Allen White. The trailer is tremendous. You have to see the trailer, and then I cannot wait to see this movie. So if you're- I saw it. Oh, you did? I saw the trailer. Yeah, actually, my wrestling friend, Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins in the WWE, he was over and was like, you got to see this trailer. I didn't know about it. So we watched it. Uh, it looks great. I'm yeah. not, I was always just a WWF guy. I knew I a little bit yeah. of WCW, but I know enough about the Von Erich certainly yeah. in years past. So I checked that out. I, I think most people were, you know, WWF. And But if you are a legit hardcore wrestling fan, this movie looks tremendous. So I wanted to see or that. Even case. if you just, like, like, I didn't know anything about them other right. than the Texas Tornado, but the stories are fascinating for me. If you like wrestling at all, I think right. even if you don't know who they are. Right, 100%. 100%. Um, now, when does that come out? You don't know or you said it? Christmas time. I think the 22nd, oh. the 22nd of December. Yeah, <clears throat> so you got a little while. But I just came, I, I meant to watch the trailer when it was out. I saw things about it yeah. and I never actually sat down and watched it till last week. Um, all right. What else? Now, NFL, we got good games this week. Bengals, Ravens. Okay. Big on, game. On Thursday night. Oh, all right. And then Eagles, Chiefs. On Monday night. Huge so games. All right, so got, Thursday, Monday, must watch. What are we looking yeah. at Sunday night? Bears-Vikings again? No, it's Broncos-Vikings, which oh, is Broncos much better bad. than you would have thought yeah. it would have been a few weeks ago. Yeah, not bad. Broncos have picked the play back up. And Josh Dobbs is like a good yep. story. So not Sun awful. Will you be locked in Sunday? You have any issues going on Sunday? Uh, no, I think I'm good Sunday. Again, we're basically on uh, a holding pattern here to find out word one way or another right. on the offer being accepted. Because if it's not accepted, then we got to go look at houses again on Saturday. And when we got my nephew's birthday party in Jersey on Saturday. So, at least everything's Saturday. Yes, yeah, Sunday should be unimpacted, yeah. locked in. Uh, watching football. What's the one o'clock slate? Good games, one or no? I have to look. Um, but let me yeah, ask you this: yeah, who, who do you like? Who do you like? Um, in the Eagles Chiefs game. Uh, where is the game? It's in KC. Mm. Monday night. I don't know. I probably go Eagles. That's interesting. What's the spread in that game? Chiefs are just minus two. No, no, minus three, minus three, minus three. I think they take the Eagles on the road. The best one o'clock game is probably Steelers-Browns. See, I love that game. 
Yeah. Like to me, that should have been flexed into Sunday night instead of Vikings Broncos. But that's oh, the nice. Jets. Uh, so wait, when are we looking at the flex here? When does that start? Uh, I think next week. Week well, so okay. yeah, next week, week twelve. All right. Well, the, the Jets play the Bills at four twenty-five, which is an interesting. Oh, uh, that's a four o'clock game. Yeah, that's the Nance Romo game. Wow. Well, because there's nothing. It's a CBS doubleheader week, and that's it's either that's their game. So. There's nothing. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's, see, this is what I mean. I don't understand this. Seahawks-Rams is also a CBS game for some reason at 425. Yeah. I, I don't. How is that a CBS? Nothing about that game. Because they CBS. have the. It's different. The way they do it now is different. Yeah. And Thanksgiving. Wait, how many, key, go ahead. How, how many we got at one? How many we got at four this week? Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, one. Okay. And four? Three? Three. Three. Yeah, I hate that. You should. It should be minimum four at four. Even if it's max four at four is fine. You, you should, why eight and three? It's in ba- I want seven and four. I don't, it doesn't bother me that much. One, two, three. And then Next, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you have Packers, Lions, Commanders, Cowboys, and then the night game is the best game by far. Niners at Seahawks, and Commanders Cowboys is decent. Niners I mean, Seahawks is a great either. game. I'll do a teaser because it's become a tradition, Turkey Day teaser, um, much like turkey. So other than that, though, I, I don't really have much interest in the games. Not, there's no great matchups there. Seahawks-Niners is a great matchup. Dude, here's the difference. I cannot – like I could watch the Lions. I could have the Cowboys on. I cannot go home after a day at my mother's house. Okay. And I feel like I'm, I'm talking – I feel like I'm talking to a Trump supporter. You just said one thing that has nothing to do with the other. You said those are not great matchups. It's a great matchup. You just can't watch it. One that's well, is it, Seahawks yeah. Niners is a great matchup. The fact that you can't watch it has nothing to do with whether that's a good matchup. Fair enough. But I guess my point is that even if it were a big enough matchup, I couldn't watch it anyway. I, those thir- Thursday night games on Thanksgiving, they, I don't care who it is. But what it, if it was the Jets and Giants? Even that, like even last year with the Giants on Thanksgiving, I didn't really want to watch. How come you now wait? Why can't you watch a game? Why can't you watch a game on Thanksgiving night? So, like, like I'll have the Lions on when we go to my mom's house. That's you know, that's tradition. Right. So you have it on. The Cowboys gonna be on, everybody eating dinner, still hanging out. When that is over and we go home from my mother's house all day, right? There's no fucking way I could tell my wife that I have to watch the Niners Seahawks. You okay, know, but just- okay, but you have okay. All you've talked about is like you have your YouTube TV now, where you can watch like multiple things. So yeah. can't you and your wife have one screen with whatever she wants to watch, and then you have the game on another screen? I mean, we could, but that's generally a time where it's going to be like, hey, we're at your mother's all day in your family's house. You watch football all day. Can we just watch a show together, or maybe you know, sit on the couch and talk? Or okay, well, you have fun with that, and we'll <laughs> see you next week, Sal. Good luck with the house. I hope the bid comes through. Thank you. I'll keep you posted the next week. All right. Take it easy. All right. My many, many thanks to Ian Eagle. Always a fun time when he's on the show. My thanks to Sal Licata. If you missed any recent episodes of SI Media with Jimmy Trainer, go into the archives, check them out, subscribe to the pod. We had an all Trainer Thoughts edition of the pod last week. 
RG3 and Peter Schrager were on the show two weeks ago. Dan Patrick three weeks ago. Bill Simmons four weeks ago. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman five weeks ago. So if you missed any of those, give them a listen. Subscribe to SI Media with Jimmy Train and leave a review on Apple. All right, that wraps it up. We'll see you next week, Thanksgiving week. We will have a show for you probably a little earlier in the week. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, that wraps it up. Stay safe and take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.